Welcome to Pop Pantheon, the podcast where we completely overanalyze all of your favorite pop stars and then rank them in the official Pop Pantheon. This is your host, DJ Louis the 14th, and this is a very special episode about the Grammys. But before we get into that, I just want to thank everybody who's been leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. As I've mentioned, we are doing a contest where you can request an artist who you'd like to see us feature on the podcast. And the artist with the most votes in the comment section on Apple Podcasts is going to get a fast-tracked episode. So I know a lot of you out there have some deep desires for deep dives into some of your favorite artists on this show. So this is the way to get that done. So... Thank you so much to everyone that's been doing that. Really appreciate it. Follow us on social media at DJLOUAEXIV on Instagram and Twitter and at Pop Pantheon Pod on Instagram. So this episode is a special Grammys installment of the show. The wonderful Britney Spanos from Rolling Stone is back with me, and we get into a pretty in-depth discussion about what the issues with the Grammys have been over the last few years, why they've sort of struggled to maintain relevancy, what some of the more like loaded racial and gender dynamics have been, and how they've struggled to meet the moment in those instances. And then we also run down all the top four categories of this year, who we think should win, who we think will win, and who we think might have been snubbed for nominations in those categories. The Grammys are obviously a key part of any pop star's legacy, and despite all the controversies, as Britney and I get into, they're still seen as a marker of prestige, as a marker of arrival in the industry, as a marker of approval from peers in the industry, and held up as a really integral part of a pop star's trajectory. So I think this conversation really is relevant to the pop pantheon and is an important topic for us to get into in more depth. Of course, the Grammys are being held this Sunday, April 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. They're hosted by Trevor Noah. They're taking place in Las Vegas. And I also want to throw out there that you should definitely get in the Discord on Sunday during the show and let's all have a chat about what's going on and kiki about the whole show. I am going to try to be in there as much as I possibly can. I'm actually seeing Charlie XCX that night. But I'm in L.A., so the show will be airing at 5 here, and I'm hoping to get in at least the first few hours of the show before I leave to go see Charlie Baby. So I'm encouraging everyone to do that. I'm going to put the link to the Discord chat in the show notes of the episode and on social media. And without further ado, here is my conversation with the wonderful and brilliant Brittany Spanos. All right, so I'm here once again with senior writer at Rolling Stone, Brittany Spanos. Brittany, it's wonderful to see you again. Thank you for having me back. My absolute pleasure. And I think we're about to do something that is perennially fun, which is to dunk on the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) The most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Is there anything more evergreen than dunking on the Grammys? (laughs) Music's biggest night. Uh, as they like to call it. (laughs) Sure. Sure thing. I remember I got to this point. There was a period where I was doing like this kind of Grammy prediction stuff for as like on a freelance basis for Fanny Fair. And it got to a certain point one year where I was talking to my editor and I was like, 
I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, am I just going to write the same article that I've written <laughs> over and over again where I'm just like, the Grammys get things wrong and they're very bizarre with who they pick for nominees yeah. and <laughs> they're becoming more relevant with each passing year. And it kind of feels like maybe they have made some improvements in recent years that are meaningful. I mean, some. I, I, do you think? Uh, I, I don't think enough to keep it relevant. I feel like there is this still, I don't know, this like just boring formula they have to picking nominees. And I think in the last few years, like that year where we kind of like, I feel like it was like, I guess two years, I guess like the 2020 Grammys where we like, we had like Lil Nas X and Lizzo and like Billy. And it was like, kind of like they were really trying to like have a bunch of newer artists in the big four, which is great. But it was just like, I don't know. I, I, I it feels like they're, it's everyone's being set up to fail. Like, you know, who's going to win most Absolutely. of the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels like in some ways maybe they fixed some of the nominee issues, but the winners still can feel sort of crazy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Can you maybe just broadly speaking before we get into what we're going to do here, which is Brittany and I are going to break down all the four major categories, talk about the nominees, talk about our opinions on who will and should win and maybe some snubs. Before we get into that, I think just to do a little table setting just to help the audience understand what have the problems been for the Grammys like in recent times, like what have they, well. what have the overarching <laughs> struggles been? If you could, if you could try to zero in on some of them, I know there's kind of like infinitum issues. I mean, I'll start with the ceremony itself because I think there's just like a very consistent problem, which is the ceremony is very boring. And oh I think that they like, I mean, the Oscars are also kind of boring, but I think the idea is that they are supposed to both have a level of gravitas to them. Right. And they're supposed to have a level of like, this is the biggest award you can get in your industry, right? Right. But like the Grammys can't really figure out how to also, how to match what they need to gain a new audience, which is like have a fun ceremony and have like the relevant artists and have the people who like had big years, like actually perform with also showing them the respect that they deserve in the categories and in winning those right. categories, right? Like there is this imbalance there where it's kind of like they're recycling all the same winners every year, but at the same time, they still want to see people watch the show and see these, you know, utilize and exploit the talent that should be more awarded as the entertainers of the show. You know, it's like stuff like that. Right. And the ceremony itself boring. The categories, I mean, it's still deeply racist. It's like <laughs> weird. It's strange how, I mean, like rap music does, is still struggling to be respected and to get any sort of acknowledgement in the big four. I mean, this is why it's also still becoming increasingly relevant because more artists stop caring about it. You know, we saw this with Frank Ocean and Drake were sort of the big first wave of being like, we can't care about this. They do not want to respect us and we have issues with it. The, the weekend being sidelined a lot, like he talked a lot about how you know he's a pop artist and he's put in the the r&b and urban categories and like it's just like why why is he in these categories when right. he should be up against ariana and taylor and like pop categories it's not right. only ridiculous but it's also unfair to the r&b artists who are making a different style of music to be up against the weekend you know and then also for him to get snubbed too last year was also just wild like blinding lights was such a big song the biggest it was the biggest song <laughs> yeah. and so i think there's a deep racism there's just like a a really opaqueness about how the voting works and who is in the voting academy. I, th I feel like Grammys and Oscars are the best sort of comparison, right? Because again, like 
meant to be the biggest in their industry. The Oscars have done some work towards updating the Academy of Voters and who are like voting each year on the films. And that's more and more reflected, I think. But like with the Recording Academy, it's still very opaque about who is voting for these things. And they have all these secret meetings and secret committees. And it's just really strange. And I think there's a distrust that builds from that that artists have spoken out against. Yeah. And up till recently, didn't they like have this thing where it was like the top certain amount of vote getters for the nominees would get nominated and then they would have these sort of as you said these sort of like clandestine summits of people that we didn't even know who would then slide other people in just kind of on their own volition yeah it's really i mean it there seems to be a scamminess underlying (laughs) like it's a little seedy in the recording academy and it's just very strange and i think there's a division now between i think there's a certain artist of like older millennial to an older like who really still care about the grammys and still right look at it as a sign of respect and we see that in some artists like Beyonce still cares about the Grammys Taylor Swift still cares about Shockingly, the Grammys Shockingly the, the fact that they got Beyonce to show up last year was one of the great surprises but she cares about it I mean that's the thing like these artists were built on this idea that the Grammys are the highest thing you can get in your industry right. and right. were more respected because they had Grammys like that picture right. of Beyonce holding five Grammys it was a, a marker of her making it these artists like her and Taylor and Adele who still really care about the Gra- Kanye still cares about the Grammys and like you know there's a lot of older millennial artists and above who still really really care about it but the younger and younger artists they don't they don't right. care I mean I think like some of them do to a point the ones who are winning care I think they also still want to prove themselves like Lil Nas X still cares to a degree and like he wants people to look at his art with more respect and by winning a Grammy that shows that you have a a little bit of that clout of winning it Billy I mean Billy's like swept her first Grammys of course she's gonna care like she's done well with it you know I think there is a a division there that's happening where there are people who still really want that co-sign of the Grammys but it's becoming less and less with younger artists yeah I, I agree with you 100% on your assessment about the sort of generational rift but yet I still feel like through it all they still seem to be relevant in a certain way to artists they've still like to tout themselves as Grammy winners as you said it still right. has cachet and yeah. I think what you said is so true it's like artists maybe that are looking for respect that aren't maybe getting it to the extent that they want to be view winning a Grammy as a way to be like see I am a respectable artist I am an artist that is approved by the establishment the critical yeah. community whatever you want to say the music industry versus film and television there's only one award show that has this type of voting process every music award show is a popular vote and it's like anyone gets a trophy type of situation like if you have a big enough fandom you will eventually get an ama you have a big enough (laughs) fandom you will eventually get a vma like a billboard music award (laughs) yeah like those things don't have a sort of you earned this because your industry respects you it's like no you you got this because you are popular and you have people who love you and millions of people voted for you like yeah that's not bad but it's just not the same and you look at the television there are way more opportunities for that you know you have Screen Actors Guild, you have the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Golden Globes, you have the Oscars, you have the Emmys, you have all these things. And even like, you know, Critics' Choice, like the critics who are voting on this, but there's nothing else for music. Like there's like... Agree. (laughs) It's such a good point. And I actually think it highlights one of the struggles that I think is eternal with the Grammys, which is that what are they rewarding exactly can be a little bit confusing to me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think they've gone a long way, let's say. I think one of the pertinent problems 
over at least, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s was they were obsessed with perennially nominating these legacy rock artists. Mm -hmm. One of the most notorious sort of like punches in the gut moments I remember was like in 07 when Herbie Hancock won album of the year for a Joni Mitchell covers album over graduation and back to black. Yeah. You know, that was just one of those moments. And I do think that used to be more of an imbalance where like you'd feel like half the nominees at least were just like, what the fuck? These are like boomer favorites. So I feel like in recent years, they have done a good job of updating to the point where it's like, when you look at the nominees this year, you see everybody, I feel like for the most part, that feel like the prominent pop artists of the day or at least a good handful of them that feel reflective of what is defining popular music today but I think what is still confusing when you look at some of these nominees is what is they rewarding because are they rewarding the most impactful songs of the year are they rewarding the most game-changing revered culture shifting songs of the year and it feels disjointed to me in that way like you have yeah. 75% of the nominees in the major categories feel like the obvious biggest pop stars of the year and mm-hmm. then you've just got random other things that I'm like how are we supposed to sort of pit these things against each other like how are we supposed to pit John Batiste and his heretofore until the Grammy nominations underrecognized yeah. indie jazz minimalist whatever project that he's doing against yeah. Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, and Montero. Yeah. How are we supposed to think about that? Yeah, it's really, there's nothing binding it. There's nothing that's saying, like, here's what we're looking for, really, right. in this category. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it's harder now than a decade or two decades ago, too, because there's just so much more music and there's so many more ways for things to become popular and for things to reach people. You know, so it's like even like albums that feel like very Grammy bait go unrecognized during the year in a way they probably wouldn't have in like 1990 or something right right. so that makes it even weirder but still like there's nothing binding it It does feel like they're trying really hard to like again both match what these older voters which is very clearly a lot of older people and like veteran recording academy voters with what matches the need to stay relevant and to gain an audience that can watch the show because that's also important like getting people having eyes on this boring ass ceremony even though last year's was actually i I enjoyed so the good. Ceremony. Last year's was by far the best Grammys to me in a long time. Like that in the round performance situation at the beginning that they kind of kept returning to. Love that. Yes. Love the performances and the way they did yeah. it. They were really performance focused, which I think is a good formula for like the more good cool artists we get performing and the less sort of like pomp and circumstance and whatever the better Mm -hmm. to me yeah I just have to highlight like a few of kind of the stomach churning moments that I've experienced over the last five years at the Grammys I think Mm -hmm. one that we can all universally agree on that has been like a huge knock to their credibility was Adele's 25 beating Lemonade for Album of Mm -hmm. the Year, one of like the most painfully awkward, crazy, and I think generally reflective of the problems with the Grammys, which is that maybe the nominees in that category were right, but because Adele is just the ultimate Grammys type of artist, there was no stopping a sort of middling Adele album that was sort of running on the fumes of a past Adele album from being maybe the defining album of the decade, (laughs) like from a black female artist. It was definitely also even worse because it followed Beyonce self-titled losing to Beck yeah the, oh, the last oh Grammys like 
a oh. D-list Beck album. Yeah. It like, was like, it was like sea change, like Ursatz remade ten years later. Yeah. Nobody cared. Yeah, it was like to see that happen twice. I think people still would have been shocked no matter what, like with Adele winning over Beyonce. But I think yeah. it became even more insane because this has happened twice to Beyonce again. Like that image of her holding the five Grammys for her, I think it was for her debut. Like, yeah, it was. Was like the Iconic. pinnacle Beyonce image and sort of that mm-hmm. image that's solidified. Like she is not just from a girl group and like she's like an artist that is powerful and going to really dominate over however long in her career much longer than probably even people expected yep. but like to have that happen twice with two albums that were very game changing the self-titled surprise drop of course changed the entire industry yep. and Lemonade was absolutely brilliant artistic statement to see that happen twice back to back for Beyonce was just like Sickening. heartbreaking even Disgusting. Adele was unhappy Adele literally got Adele up there was and was pissed. like an injustice has been done like yeah take this away from me she knew it was bad she knew like that was not a good situation i can't possibly accept this award and i'm very humbled and i'm very grateful and gracious but my artist of my life is beyonce and this album for me the lemonade album was just so monumental beyonce it was so monumental and so well thought out and so beautiful and soul-bearing, and we all got to see another side to you that you don't always let us see, and we appreciate that. And all us artists here, we fucking adore you. You are our light. And the way that you make me and my friends feel, the way you make my black friends feel is empowering, and you make them stand up for themselves. And I love you, I always have, and I always will. Grammys, I appreciate you. And I think, again, this loops back to some of the problems we were talking about, which is that a thing that I want to get to you with you about this batch of nominees, and I think you might know who I'm sort of opaquely referencing here, is that the Grammys become very obsessed with these Grammy artists that- Yeah, they have the Grammy darlings, teacher's pets. Adele is a darling outside of that, obviously, but there's other artists that they get really like sort of into crowning and coronating. I think yeah. Billie Eilish winning last year again for like kind of a middling, not super impactful one-off single or whatever. Insane. It's like the Grammys kind of get addicted to rewarding these certain kinds of artists that they view as respectable yeah. or that they view as emblematic of what a Grammys artist is. So maybe even if they get the nominees right, ultimately in the wash comes out, is there any universe where Billie Eilish needed to get that award again? The first time fully and deserved. And Billie Eilish was pissed too. Exactly. It's the first time. <laughs> exactly. First time fully deserved. Obviously that debut album was letting that sweep yeah. made sense that year. I mean, it was just such a huge thing. But giving that to her just again, it just feels like yeah. they just get addicted to the fact that she writes her own songs and she's got this kind of classical respectability yeah. that the Grammys enjoy. And so anytime she releases music, they're going to just give her the award regardless of sort of taking stock of what the actual song that she's releasing or that they're nominating means. And then the other thing that I think was such a huge turning point for them was when they didn't let Lord perform when she was nominated for album of the year in 2017. And then I think what's his face this ended his career. He said something like women need to step up. Yes. Neil Portnow or whatever his name was that kind of ended his career. I I remember it wasn't that at that ceremony I think wasn't it Dua Lipa who said something about that too like in her speech. Mm -hmm. Where I want to begin is by saying Um, how honored I am to be nominated alongside so many incredible female artists this year because I guess this year we've really stepped up. Um, What the actual people running the Academy were saying publicly was like so unhinged for so many years. Like they were really just being so blatantly racist and misogynistic constantly. And they were just like, well, 
<laughs> women you know, need to step like, up. I mean, women have been at the forefront of popular music forever. I, I mean, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, because I mean, back to like the like Grammy darlings thing, because of like who the Grammy darlings are, right? It's like they tend to choose very young white women often to be the Grammy darlings. Mm-hmm. They made an exception for her, which we'll get to, but that oh, also we, we will be alarming. getting to that. Please put a pin <laughs> in that one. But they, you know, they kind of pick young women who are songwriters that they can sort of attach themselves to for at least a small portion of their career and like constantly nominate them, like see them kind of take over all the categories. I feel like that's going to happen with Olivia Rodrigo very soon. And (laughs) the other forum is like, they always pick a rock band, Black Pumas right now, which again is like probably them being like, this is like us being like more accepting, but it's like no one listens to Black Pumas. It's so random. That's that's the thing I was getting at earlier. If you're going to try to nominate less known artists like at least read the pitchfork best 100 songs right. of the year list or something but it's Try like a, find blue, something it's a bluesy band yeah, like right. that kind of fits into traditional right. levels of right. it and then they always kind of choose like yeah like a very traditional sort of artist brandy carlisle always gets nominated uh, I, she makes very I, folk i love brandy carlisle but i agree i like brandy carlisle i like many adele so i mean they, none of these artists are it's not their fault it's just it's not their fault that's i think that was like unfair for people especially with billy's reaction when she went over Megan like she was like upset about it like she of was like, really like this is confusing this is really embarrassing for me Megan girl I was gonna write a speech about how you deserve this but then I was like there's no way they're gonna choose me <laughs> I was like it's hers you deserve this you had a year that I think is untoppable you are a queen. I want to cry thinking about how much I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. You deserve everything in the world. I think about you constantly. I root for you always. You deserve it, honestly. Genuinely, this goes to her. Can we just cheer for Megan Thee Stallion, please? <laughs> um, People are like, oh, like that's so demeaning to Meg for her to do that. And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, it's not her fault that she won this, but like also like she's allowed to be also upset about it. And like, I think a lot of, of artists know what it looks like when that happens. And like Billy having probably grown up seeing like what happened with other artists kind of doing this. She's like, fuck, like this is going to look really bad on me. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're the one that has to deal with it. Yeah. It's like the situation with Beyonce and Adele and the situation with Billy and Megan Thee Stallion are both situations where like the repair work, the racism repair work that the Grammys organization needs to do and are not doing properly ends up falling on the backs of the artists that are winning it or winning these awards in order to do that work. And that creates an incredibly yeah. awkward dynamic and situation. Billy's a Zoomer who understands also like the yeah. racial politics of the music industry yeah, and like, i don't want it i don't want this like, <laughs> she, and she also isn't a creature of the internet who knows what it's gonna mean if yeah. people feel that she won something unfarly like you know she understands that being a grammy darling means nothing because it's literally like they will drop you very quickly if they Clearly. do not care for you anymore mm-hmm. even like with taylor for example like she kind of fell off as grammy darling for a little bit obviously like folklore brought that back but like, yeah until she made a quote-unquote what the grammys would deem a respectable yeah. singer songwriter sh- stripped back album they weren't nominating reputation the greatest taylor yeah. swift album sorry i mean you said it <laughs> it's true <laughs> 
there's even like the scene in Miss Americana where she's like reacting to that. She's upset. You I have know. like this traditional sense, like for a lot of artists. And I'm yeah. sure you, once you're no longer that darling in it, which is very easy to drop. We've seen it it's, happens in waves constantly where they kind mm-hmm. of pick and choose like the collection of artists. They only want to nominate for a few years running and then they forget about them in the long run. By the time they actually make stuff, that's yeah, actually, right. like, they're like so really interesting and good. Like, 100%. You know, they always nominate like some like shitty sophomore album that's oh. not as good as like their debut and not as good as what happens later in their career and it's like okay well they try to like also offer consolation prizes when they fuck up which is something that i feel like the oscars also do although i'm not as much of an expert on that so in recent years i think this is the second year that harvey mason jr has taken over from neil port now he is supposedly there to help the grammys fix some of these issues some of the major changes this year is that the major fields have increased from eight to ten nominees which is supposed to sort of help bring a more representative field into play in all these categories. And the other major change this year was that during both rounds of voting, the number of categories that Recording Academy members were allowed to vote for was reduced to 10 on top of the four major categories. So you couldn't just vote in any category that you weren't like an expert in. So I think they're trying to limit people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about voting for music they haven't probably even listened to. So they are making some changes it seems i'm still unclear whether they've gotten rid of the secret committee bullshit i don't know if you know what's going on with that but i don't know i mean that's so insane to me that that (laughs) ever even existed i'm sure it still exists yes like even if they say it's gone i don't trust them i don't think anything that they say should be taken at face value Um, it's like a weird sort of like mafiosa like type of like like bullshit <laughs> like yeah like that like is literally just harming it just harms their brand and also yeah. I, I think to the industry too like i think it's like a shitty way of looking at i don't know we need like it, an award season for music there needs to be more like competitive and like good award shows that kind of allow different sets of voters to care and that can make the grammys obsolete because yeah it would be nice to have like an independent spirit yes. comp for music yeah like i think just something that lights a fire under their asses because it's like not working whatever yeah. is happening and the ra- and the ratings working. i think bear this out I think it's been in decline for many, many, many years. So this year's Grammys are shuffled a couple of months down the road because of Omicron. They were originally, I believe, supposed to happen in January, late January. They were shifted from los angeles to the mgm grand in las vegas i don't remember the last time the grammys ever happened in las vegas if they've ever happened there before i don't think they have i feel like they've only gone between new york and la usually i think they wanted to get out of the uh liberal city covid restriction government situation they're hosted by trevor noah the artist with the most nominations this year is little-known jazz fusion artist jean batiste with 11 nominations the sure the, the second most nominations are a tie between Doja Her <clears throat> and Justin Bieber, who have each gotten eight nominations. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to run down our predictions. I feel like the big overarching question this year is, is Olivia Rodrigo going to sweep these four categories or is she not? I don't think there's any in between. From, like, either Olivia doing the Billy thing of having, like, a big four sweep. Yeah. Or her being completely shut out of everything. Agreed. I feel like the categories this year, and we'll, I mean, we'll go through. I think there's a couple people in each category where I'm like, they absolutely won't win. Yeah. And there's a couple people in each category where I'm like, they're in a good position where they can be the peak Grammy type of artist that wins. Yeah. And takes that 
because it's too much of a mixed bag. I think it'll be very easy to go for one of those instead of a big surprise winner. I agree. So let's start with Best New Artist because I think this is one of the, the most, most interesting. interesting mix of artists. Yeah. Some have said this award is a curse, although... I think I in think recent years, that doesn't yeah. seem to be true. I mean, the last few yeah. winners, uh, Megan Thee Stallion won last year. She doesn't seem cursed to me. Billie Eilish <laughs> won the year before. She does not seem cursed to me. Dua Lipa won in, I think, 2017 or 18. Obviously, yeah. she is not cursed. Chance the Rapper, potentially cursed. I mean, he was, uh, he was a little <laughs> cursed by the time that he got nominated for that. That was <laughs> He got nominated for that after he was turned green. Cursed. cursed. <laughs> yeah. Also, this category notorious for extremely strange rules for nominating, like artists that are on their like they third and it. fourth albums often get nominated here. Yeah. The way that they changed it is that they have to have had a breakthrough into the public consciousness and become more notable in that year. Right. Which is arbitrary. How do you judge that? How do you judge that? Um, who, who decides? <laughs> I think like that started with both Chance and Lizzo. The two kind of artists that changed those rules first was Chance because he's independent. I think he's still independent. And I think there was like a rule around like mixtapes prior that left him like back when he was interesting, like that left him sort of left out of the categories, even though he was quite popular. So there are some rules that blocked him from the Grammys that they changed. I wish I remember the exact things that happened, but they changed that. I think the rules used to be like something about like your first major label album or your first major label, yeah. blah, 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 that uh, that excluded the fact that like Chance had made a huge, as you said, pointed out a huge impact with his three independently released mixtapes and in the year of our Lord 2022 and then the past whatever many years, the distinction between a mixtape and an album and what all this stuff feels erroneous yeah and then they played with the rules because of lizzo because lizzo had released several things on major labels prior i feel like it was her year where they sort of changed it where it was like this is the year of notable breakthrough that allowed for her to be nominated as best new artist and also for truth hurts to be nominated in either record or song of the year (laughs) the classic lizzo album rollout where like all of the hit songs from her 2019 album were released in 2016 (laughs) (laughs) classic so the nominees this year are, and I deeply apologize if I'm pronouncing this man's name wrong, Pakistani jazz multi-instrumentalist Aruj Aftab, I think is the way you say his name. There's country singer Jimmy Allen. There's rapper Baby Keem, who has notably collaborated with Kanye, Travis Scott, other people. There's Billy's bro, Phineas, producer of all of her albums, who released his, I guess, debut solo album yeah. this year. There's British indie rock band Glass Animals, who are obviously primarily known for their current huge hit Heat Waves. There's Indie pop band Japanese Breakfast. Incredible. Love Japanese mm. Breakfast. There's the kind of big breakthrough Justin Bieber signee Kid Leroy, who had obviously a huge hit this year with Stay. There's British singer-songwriter who just won the Mercury Prize, Arlo Parks. And then there's Olivia Rodrigo, who I think everybody knows, and Sweetie. So who are you thinking should win this award in your estimation? So this is my favorite category. Like this is exactly what the Grammy should be, right? Like there's like a lot of really interesting artists in here. We span a lot of genres. It's new arts, you know, like, I mean, most of them are new. Japanese Breakfast is not new. Phineas is not that new. And like, you know, it's whatever. But anyway, (laughs) like, but they're artists that are interesting, made really great music last year. I love this category. Like like, like, I wish all these artists were nominated in every, like, you know, (laughs) I wish this was... Yeah, no, it would be interesting to think of a a nominee (laughs) list looking more 
more like this, like yeah. where it really felt like you're grabbing things from lots of different sectors of music and whose impacts are all different from each other. Like an artist like Phineas has made like a huge impact in a very specific sort of way that's very different than the way that yeah. Olivia has and Kid Leroy. Like it doesn't feel like, like I said about a lot of the other categories where you've got like 75% of like the biggest, most broad pop stars ever. And then sort mm -hmm. of a handful of weird artists that feel like they can't compete here. It feels like yeah. everybody's got something different going on that makes yeah. them all feel like on some form of an even playing field. Although who do you think should win? Let's start with that. I am rooting for Olivia to sweep. Yeah. Like I think that the album was brilliant. It was a big cultural moment. I mean, it's just like a, one of the best debut albums we've gotten in in years like it's just a really strong strong debut album so i would really love to see olivia win this i think my second choice is, i love japanese breakfast i think that japanese breakfast album was brilliant and i think it's funny to see japanese breakfast in yes, the best it is artist so category crazy yeah um and i wish we had seen more nominations for them but like i don't know yeah. i think i would love to see japanese breakfast win Yeah, I kind of am right there with you on this. I think this is Olivia's to lose. To show my cards, I think she both should and will win this award. I mean, again, yeah. it's hard to sort of break apart. As we said, we don't know what they're rewarding exactly here, but there's certainly no artist on this list that has had a greater impact on society whose arrival has been more clear. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo began 2020 as a virtual unknown or someone that was only known to Disney Channel fans and has become, in the course of one year, a pop superstar. So none of these other artists, I think can really stand up to that, even though, as I said, they all have interesting reasons you could posit for them being best new artist. I just mm. feel like you can't compete with the juggernaut of both the critical acclaim that Olivia achieved paired with the commercial success. It just feels like this is hers to lose to me. Yeah. And I think the one that I, I, I wish they had not put her in this year because I, you know, she still hasn't released like a proper album is Saweetie because I yeah. really wish they had waited until we had gotten like a proper album from her if they are going to do that sort of like weird wacky rule. Like, yeah, I love Saweetie. But I, I don't think it was really like in comparison she hasn't to arrived that in that major way yet. Yeah. She's like, still I think, kind of like, bubbling under a little. They nominate her in like a weird in-between year where it's like when she first broke through like with the icy like it's just like that was like a fun year that i would have loved to seen her as a surprise nominee that year right i feel like i want her album and i want to hear more from her and i would love if they had waited to kind of see what impact we would have gotten from a full album from her i'm gonna i'm not gonna be mad about sweetie's presence anywhere i love her but like yeah. i think this was a bad time she's like one of the artists where i'm like this was like a bad time to nominate her. I think that's a really fair point. Is there anybody that you feel like got snubbed here? I mean, again, it's weird because it's just what, like what even is a new artist anymore for this? But the only one I could really come up with that I thought would have been a fun yeah. sort of thing to throw in the mix that I don't feel like is adequately represented, you know, as a gay niche pop fan, I felt like Rina Sawayama could have been a fun inclusion here. Yeah, I think last year would have been her, her year, Oh, right? was that 2019? That? Yeah. 2020, I mean, no, sorry, album... 2020. Yeah, the album came out in 2020, and I would like last year would have been her year for that. And again, like with this dumb whatever it is role, like it would have been great to see her nominated at all. Yeah, we're missing that like gay niche pop girly like yeah 
Yeah, they have historically not been good with that. Like, has, like Charlie's never gotten like a, yeah. a Grammy nom. I yeah, think maybe exactly. for I love it, but um, exactly. I think for a fancy or I love it, she got nominated. But like, yeah, but not for any of her. Like, a much more in my opinion, they're not like, good with that. Yeah. yeah, which is why why we need the Independent Spirit Awards of I pop love music. That. I mean, we should start that together. I know we should start it. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're missing that. But otherwise, I agree with that. you. This is a good category. This was a really well put together group of artists. Yeah. I felt like if you're gonna try to narrow it down, like these feel like. At least they feel representative of something. Yeah. So next we're going to go on to Song of the Year, which I would love if you could explain the difference here between Song and Record of the Year, which both I really was about to be like, I don't know how what the difference is. <laughs> the, di- the difference <laughs> I is... I genuinely have no idea what it is. I think it's like song is songwriting, record is like yeah. the performance. Yes. I think that's generally okay. right, but I feel like it, that feels hard to parse apart to me, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, because I think Song celebrates the songwriter and record right. i think yeah goes to like the actual i feel like that probably made more sense in the the mid 20th century when it was like a lot of standard singers were getting like right like, like frank sinatra's and like dion warwick yeah. like this is basically the the award that like burt Bacharach would win and then dion would get record of the year the fact that we're still stuck in this it. format that is rooted in the popular music of 1955 is uh of speaks to yeah. a huge structural problem here yep. but this is song of the year last year her won this for a song that I don't think I've ever heard called I Can't Breathe. Yeah. You know, maybe this is our moment to just take a quick beat on her. Yes. Because she is once I'm again nominated here. Brittany, I don't know. Does her exist outside of <laughs> Grammy's ceremonies? Her has become like, uh, who's a good artist to compare to? Gary Clark Jr., you know, yes. for a while, where Gary yes. Clark Jr. would just yes. show up at the Grammy. Like, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I feel like the Grammys sort of, like, fetishize black Beyond artists Bridges. performing. Yeah. yeah, like, performing, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, like, black music originally, but, like, the whitewash version of, like, blues 100%. and rock music. And they over-fetishize that to the point where, like, no one wants to care. And her is fine. Like, her is a fine enough artist. I just don't think that she does anything particularly interesting, to be honest. Like, I loved her, her first, I think she was, like, an EP that she got nominated for the first year that she showed up at the Grammys. And it was good. It was really good. But I don't know. Her music is just, it's like weird fake activist yes, it's type like- of pop songs. What is a gun to a man that surrenders? What's it gonna take for someone to defend her? If we all agree that we're equal as people, then why can't we see what is evil? I think they love it because she's like a cool looking black chick with a guitar. They love that she plays an instrument. She nods towards, as you said, like kind of 70s culture a little bit, which like obviously a lot of these Grammys voters grew up in. They're all old and white and probably like really like gravitate towards that style. But it is if you looked at the Grammy nominations and you were like an alien, you would think her is like the biggest, most impactful star of the last five years. She gets nominated every single year for music. Yeah. I feel like I never hear. There's so it's many incredible, good. there's so many incredible R&B artists out here like SZA and just, I mean, you could run yeah. down a whole list. Summer Walker, all these amazing artists that like should be getting this slot, I feel like over and over again. And I'm just so like, many. why her? Why her? Every single fucking yeah. year. It's her. Oh, Summer Walker would have been a good Best New Artist. Now, that's the one. Oh, Summer Walker would have been a really good 
Best New Artist nominee. Anyway, but yes. Yes. So, her is just very uninteresting to me. And I they think love her. her. They fucking live for her. They live and for I her. wish. They've made her whole career. Brittany, she, her yeah. does not exist outside of this. Like every year I we have think, to talk about her because she keeps getting Grammy nominations. I hate the term industry plant, but she's the only person I yes. think is like um, an industry plant. T, 100%. I just, it's, and I think, she, again, like she was interesting until she became this like Grammy darling. And I feel like she's only making music that is like the equivalent of the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Like it's yeah. like fake activism. <laughs> it's meant to like pretend, say something. And it doesn't really like, it's not Agreed. like fight for you. I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's not. It's what it's I said. It's, like they, it's, it's the image of what she is. She's like the Grammys. You know, they love yeah. that she fucking nods to this particular era and plays yeah. instruments. That's the whole bag. I wish it were more interesting. I really like, I, I would kill for her music to be more interesting. Yeah, I would do. I, I know, or for the Grammys to stop doing this. So yeah. the nominees this year for Song of the Year are Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits, Alicia Keys and Brandi Carlisle's A Beautiful Noise, a song I have never heard. Olivia Rodrigo's- Never will. Never will. Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License, Hers Fight for You, another song I also have never heard. Billy's Happier Than Ever, Doja and SZA's Kiss Me More, Bruno and Anderson, Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open, Little Nas's Montero, Justin Bieber's Peaches, and Brandy Carlisle for a second time with Right on Time. Okay, so this is exactly, and we'll <laughs> probably continue talking about it, but this is exactly why I think there's going to be no in-between for Olivia. Like, I think right. there's no version of her just going home with Best New Artist or just going home with Song Record of the Year, because I think... It's either going to be Olivia for this, because again, that is the biggest song of the songs on the, this list. Sure. It is was the moment for so long last year. It's a breakout debut single. There's an incredible story behind it. Yes. But if she doesn't win, it's not going to Justin Bieber. No. And I can see them snubbing Lil Nas X again. And also Montero. They're going to snub the Lil Nas think I think they're snubbing. My, sorry, just stars on the table. I don't think they're going to give Lil Nas X anything. It's not going to turn out good for Lil Nas X or no. Doja Cat, who I think they only put in these categories. Like they did last year with Doja and the year before that with Lil Nas X. They only put them in there to show that they're cool. Yes. And we'll take advantage of that and exploit Agreed. them so they could show up at the award show. Exactly. And I think it's going to go to either like Bruno or Brandy. And I think Brandy is the best position to get it. So you think if Olivia doesn't have a sweep, it's going to Bruno or Brandy. This is the songwriter category, right? Yeah. Like Brandy mm-hmm. Carlisle is yeah. nominated twice. She is seen as a great songwriter that would be the ideal for her yeah I was kind of thinking it's either going to driver's license or silk sonic because Bruno's like a Grammys darling again it's like same thing as her it's like as much as I happen to love that Silk Sonic song, it is another song that like nods at a past era. It's like a very well put together pastiche of a certain brand of music that I'm sure a lot of Grammys voters love. Bruno's like yeah. a real classicist in terms of being a songwriter and a multi-instrumentalist. And he's I mean, won in a, these categories before. He's kind of, he's like Adele, right? Where it's like, he doesn't appear very often, but when he does, it's widely celebrated. And yeah. this is a big return for him. I mean, there was a whole like weird silk sonic pr last year with this song where they yes. like him and anderson pack were like trying to get to perform there and they did perform the song mm-hmm. <laughs> at the grammys last <laughs> yeah, year right, like I remember. I think 
think that's why it's set up for either of them. I cannot. Her could win, but I think this is like a, this is Brandy if, if Carlisle. If her wins or, this award two years in a row for two songs I have never heard in my yeah. life, I will I don't, cry. I don't think it's going to go to Billy, even though I do love that song so much. One of my favorite songs from last in year. In terms of who should win, weirdly, Billy doesn't need to win this award more any of these top awards more but i kind of feel like of this batch happier than ever might be my favorite song on this list i mean it's an interesting song like i think it's a big step forward for billy and for Venus. and i think like everything i wanted was such a waste of giving that to them i agree i agree so frustrating happier than ever such a better song than that song yeah I do think this is going to be a fight between Olivia, Silk Sonic, and one of the Brandy Carlisle songs. But don't you think Brandy might split the Brandy Carlisle vote here with her two nominations in this category? True. I mean, that could work against her, but I do think, again, like, if it's not going to someone who released an actually popular song last year or yeah. a song that's actually kind of worthy of this yeah. recognition in the songwriting, like, I think it's going to go to someone who the Recording Academy looks at. Yeah. as a great songwriter and they clearly look at brandy carlisle that way they sure do okay that seems like a very fair assessment any snubs come to mind for you here um oh god i can't remember what was released last year anymore <laughs> I, I, um, had a, I had a little list maybe it'll jar some for you yeah i thought actually sweetie should have been nominated here for best friend that could have been a fun nomination yeah i thought it was interesting zero ariana nominations for positions in any of these categories i think that was nominated in 20 positions no, got yeah it came out late 2020 oh, so in my in head this eligibility window i thought it was just yeah. interesting given that she has had beef with them in the past too about performing yeah. and nominating that they wouldn't throw her a bone i thought it was interesting i thought like if they were gonna do something more along the lines of what they did in best new artists and have like a more sort of well-rounded category here maybe like bunny is a writer could have been an interesting inclusion here the carolyn Again, the grammys hate any sort of weird <laughs> yeah. pop stuff I was like there yeah or like lana del rey's white dress perhaps yeah i'm you know lana is weird to me because it's just like the year that norman fucking rockwell was nominated it was only nominated for, for song of the year i think for album oh i think that song and album because i remember yeah. they put up the song too for something right and it was like a weird nothing else she didn't win yeah it was just up and yeah. i don't think they had nominated her in years since i i don't even remember if they had nominated her before yeah and they just forgot about her again <laughs> like yeah. they were just like okay i mean the album was brilliant like it deserved more nominations Absolutely. than it got that year like that was an album where i would have loved for them yeah. yeah but i think like both of her albums from last year were pretty good and i'm, I'm surprised that we didn't get anything um, i could have seen them throwing her a bone in this category like she is kind of a grammys sort of artist in some ways she's probably either if she did submit at all like I, she probably submitted in pop and i think she probably should start submitting in Americana or folk. And again, um, anyway. the erasure of all of the gay pop girlies. How about a little Azalea Banks fuck them all night? Oh, I would love that. I would love <laughs> that. That will never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. All right. So I guess that concludes our discussion of song of the year. Let's move on to record of the year. Now, this is the category that is for many of the same nominees. Also, as Brittany was pointing out, this is technically for the performance of a song as opposed to yeah. the writing of the song. As we said last year, Billy won this category with everything I wanted. The nominees this year are ABBA's I Still Have Faith in You, John Batiste's Freedom, 
Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga's cover of I Get a Kick Out of You. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't deal with that. <laughs> Justin Bieber's Peaches. Brandy Carlisle's Right on Time. Kiss Me More, Happier Than Ever, Montero, Driver's License, and Leave the Door Open. What you got on this? I, this is just, this is a weird category. <laughs> I, okay. I, the, the, the Tony and Gaga nomination feels like a real fun throwback to the era of the Grammys where they nominated like Herbie Hancock and like all these old, like standard yeah. players. Like what the fuck is that about? So this is the one, well, the thing is like, again, like I still have my belief in how this is going to go, but like, I think if Olivia got song or record, I think she should get song. And I think record the performance of the song and the production. I do really love leave the door open. I think that's just like performance wise it's like such a good that and again happier than ever this is like a very fun performance yes. i mean i'm split with like the younger artists on here because i do think they're other than peaches i just i don't want justin bieber to win anything but like <laughs> <laughs> i just like i montero as performance is like really fun I this agree. is like the category where i'd love to see them surprise me right like i would love for any of those younger artists to win i think dojin says it was kiss me more would be a really fun i think these would be really good i wonder why kiss me more i mean like for some reason i just feel like even though that's such a huge song i just like cannot foresee that song winning any of these yeah i'm preemptively disappointed because yeah. doja's one who i would love to see her or lil Nas x win in any of these categories but i'm like doja's an artist that is so clearly going to have a seismic career you would think that the yeah. grammys would want to get their co-sign in and they've already like screwed them over before so it's like i can't give a lot of faith remember when it. lil Nas x got nominated for his like shit ass ep like, I know. obviously, Montero was great, and he's, like, reinvented himself as a really awesome, exciting yeah. artist. But they also, in the Old Town Road era, weirdly nominated him for his, like, kind of terrible seven-song EP in, like, 2019 yeah. or 20. That was a very strange moment. So I think any of these, I would be very happy with any of those winning. But, okay, my, <laughs> my oh God. like, hot, oh God. My hot take, though, oh God. is Don't that say it. Don't say it. This is, this is ABBA's first nomination. No way. Kind of <laughs> Brittany, there's no fucking way. If ABBA I just think wins it would be this, so throw this, No, I think it would be awful. I think it would be so. I, it would create, like, a really seismic amount of ABBA hate. And I, I love hurts. ABBA. Let me just tell you also, I just recorded and an episode on ABBA. I'm in an ABBA obsession right now. There is no fucking way this there's song no way. should win. I just, there's no way it wins. But in the slim chance, it's like the weird dark horse winner. I would be the only happy person in the world because it would just be really <laughs> hilarious for them to win their first ever Grammy for this terrible, it's not a terrible song. It's like the worst song in the album, to be honest. Yeah. I actually really love that ABBA album. But like, yeah. just like one bone that the Grammys have ever thrown them because they know it's the last ABBA album. Everyone knows this is Tony Bennett's last album, right? Like that's how they're if feeling. They they're literally give this to Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. I will scream. Yeah. I say that as a certified little monster. Yeah, like I think like if they give it to any, um, any sort of like this is their last album ever, <laughs> like Bone. I hope they give it to App. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. 
<laughs> like they, I, I if hope... they give this to Abba, I am literally going to like call you and I say don't this is your will. fault for I putting this into will, the universe. I don't think I. I think it would be hilarious. I weirdly think Peaches has a bigger chance here than you think. Yeah, Justin Bieber is a legacy pop act. Peaches yeah. is a song that was just super big. It kind of stripped down. They like that. I hate that album. I mean, I hate that I, song. I hate that album. Yeah, I do. It's literally. I don't sm- hate the song, like, but I do hate that album. I don't know. I'm just. I find Peaches so uninteresting as a song. Yeah. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Badass bitch. I get my light right from the source, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think this is going to be a weird one. I think this is one that is going to have a weird winner. And I kind of hope that's weird in the case of like, it's someone like Montero newer. Yeah. I think I would love, I would that really would love fun. for it to be. This is why it sucks. It was just like, I, they wasted <laughs> the Billy win last year. Like they wasted so much. I know. Like it's just really, it would be so nice to see happier than ever grab one of these song awards and for Montero to take another one. I think that would yeah. be really fun because first of all, you know, damn well, little Nas would get up there and give a memorable ass speech. And yeah. he had such a expectation defying year and this song really was the inflection point in that for him. Again, another artist that I think is going to be in our consciousness for quite a long time. The Grammys should hop on that. They should be trying to hitch their wagon to these people. Yeah, I just, I, I, I want it to surprise me in a good way. Yeah, but I think, again, as we've talked about in every category, it's either like Driver's License and Olivia are sweeping these, or I think you were right. Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. But I could very easily see them giving this to Brandy or John. Although John Batiste could stand in the classic Grammys tradition of the most nominated artists getting absolutely no awards. That's happened a lot of very times. True. Very like true. Very true. Like Jay-Z. That happened to Jay-Z recently. My dear departed, no, she's not departed, but departed from public consciousness, India RE. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, snubs, I feel like, similar to the last category so we won't get into that okay so last category we're going to talk about album of the year i feel like this used to be the most important prestigious award you think that's still true yeah i guess i think there's been a renewal in interest in albums over the last five years in a way where we kind of had like an album slump where it was like really just like you're padding it with as much stuff could get streams yeah and i feel like people now have started to care again about making very cohesive albums very interesting albums sure so we have been seeing better albums especially better debut albums over the last five years which has been great to kind of see the investment in newer artists younger artists making like very cohesive packages because even like dua lipa's debut album that's a good example of like an artist that was still able to get a grammy and get nominated by the Grammys, but there was a lack of investment in her making a cohesive statement as an artist. Right. And we've moved past that. Like we get, we saw that with Billy's album. Right. And we saw that with, you know, Montero. We've seen that with Montero. We've seen that with, you know, Planet Her, which is nominated in here. Like we've seen mm-hmm. Olivia's album. Like we're seeing that reinvestment in artists that are breaking, making statements with their albums, along with artists that are more established, being interested in continuing to grow their art by making statements with their albums. I'm really it's no longer about padding this. it. I really, I really, I, I'm an album person, so I'm, I, I enjoy this trend. Yeah, and I feel like the album of the year winners in the last couple of years, right? Like, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm a Swifty, whatever, but like, I was really happy. Folklore made sense as a winner, and I, it would have been kind of disappointing for Folklore to not win that year because it was such a big statement of an album. Agree. In 2020. Um, Casey Musgraves that. was a great winner. That was a great winner because that was a good surprise. It was a country yeah. album. Very rarely sort of like, I mean, we go more sort of for like Americana, right? Instead of actual country or like pop 
albums in these categories. But yeah. like, I think Casey having again a strong statement, a semi crossover moment, which is like a really brilliant album generally, Agreed. and a good surprise winner. Where that's I think the good not... kind of surprise. Yeah. Unlike Beck and whatever, like which are like bad surprises. Yeah. Casey winning was the perfect underdog, but still made sense why she would win. You know what I mean? And the Billy album, when it did win, that was a good album. That was a yeah, good debut album. Sure. I think that was a wild year, I remember. And so there's a lot of options, but I think it was a good enough winner yes, for oh, agree. that year. Agree. I remember being very upset when Bruno won this over Damn <laughs> and Melodrama. Yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Okay. Okay, so as we stated, last year's winner was Folklore, Taylor Swift's third win in this category. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And the nominees this year are John Batiste's We Are, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga's seismically impactful second duet album, Love for Sale. I just, everything about the, like, the promotion of it is so dark because everything, like, it's all like, the concerts, Tony's like, about to die. Tony Bennett's last concert. She's, gonna, she's about to die. So I, they really are aiming to make this, like, his, like, he's about yeah. to die. And you know she's going to be there if he shows up she's gonna be there just she's gonna be propping him up on a goddamn like (laughs) she's gonna weekend at bernie's tony bennett who should just stay home they should let him rest he needs to rest so justin bieber's justice doja's planet her i know i know billy's triple chucks deluxe don't forget triple (laughs) chucks deluxe (laughs) billy eilish is happier than ever Hers, back of my mind, Britney's favorite album of the year. We know she's talked about that. No. <laughs> Don't even say that. Don't e- not even as a joke. <laughs> Little Nas's Montero, Sour, Taylor's Evermore, which, mm-hmm. and sorry, I know we've got like a big Swifty in the house. And Donda. <laughs> Donda is nominated here. Okay. I will say, because I want to get the Taylor conversation out of the way, Evermore is technically better than folklore, in my opinion. But I think uh, that's a division chop. that a lot that's of people chop. have. Chop. I love Evermore. I think Evermore is... I return to that album way more than I turn to folklore. But I love them both. What? They're both that, my children. What? Um, no I love it. way. But there's no way that Evermore is winning. No. It would be absolutely insane if it won. Taylor doesn't even want to win. Here, I've got like someone who literally just taught a class on Taylor Swift in here. Evermore, least impactful Taylor Swift album ever released. Well, yeah, because it wasn't, and Taylor has done very little for it because it was sort of like, it wasn't technically B-sides to folklore, but it was just kind of like a continuation of Should have been this narrative of this collaboration. But yeah. I love Evermore. I, I think it's really Ooh, good. Wow, but, that is, but, but, but I think Evermore, I'm also a pretty big Swifty. I say Evermore is like, in my bottom two Taylor albums. I put it, I, I put it in my top. I wow. love that album. Anyway, flaming, anyway. flaming take. It's, this is a flaming take. It's, I love Evermore. This take is um, on fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because a lot of my students really loved Evermore. Interesting. Too. Like I was That's like really shocked that I had so many people in my camp. But anyway, Evermore is great, but even Taylor does not want, and Taylor <laughs> loves the Grammys. Taylor, yeah. I do not think wants this to win. She no. has done nothing for it. She no. has done nothing for Evermore. She barely acknowledged the Grammy yeah. nomination. Yes. She did a TikTok singing champagne problems. That was about it. Good song. I think it'd be a bad look for her to win this category over it. She's um, not going to. I feel like she doesn't. This isn't going to happen. She's not going to win it. So I think people put a lot of like sort of idea of like Taylor because she does care about the Grammys and she's one of those few older millennial artists who do care about the Grammys. But like, I do not think she even wants this Grammy. And no. It makes sense. And so as much as I think that Evermore is a great album, I think it just, it was not meant to be here. No. Because I think it should She's just just such a Grammys artist. I think at this point, the fact that she made a similar album to the album that won last year, there was no chance they weren't going to nominate this. Yeah. I think it would have been better suited if they had done like a surprise kind of, you know, best 
alternative album nomination for her. I think mm. that would have been really fun. I yeah. think they should have like done like a genre category type that of thing. Been fun. Yes. I don't think it should have been in the album of the year category, in my opinion, no. because there was a really interesting year. And I think that Evermore, again, was meant to just compliment. Folklore. Sorry, no, this word is not Taylor Swift pop pantheon. That day will come when that day comes. But I would, I think, have appreciated Evermore more on its merits if it had been posited as a B-Sides album. I think I had problem yeah. processing it as a, another proper Taylor Swift album. I think that hurt yeah. it for me personally. Anyway, yeah. would you like to make a comment on Donta being nominated in this category? No comment. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, I will make a comment. This album is truly terrible, um, it is and so it also bad. there are. I mean, uh, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't listen to. It. I couldn't get through this. I thing. mean, there is an overarching sort of elephant in the room with a lot of these nominations. Is that we are seeing a lot of abusers being nominated in yep. the big four, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate with. Doja Cat, and this is unfortunate with Kanye, is that we're seeing a lot of people who have been alleged to assault and abuse women be nominated. And Kanye, of course, amplified a lot of them in a way. I mean, the Doja Dr. Luke thing has been much discussed and even Doja has pulled away from him and has talked about it. Whereas with Kanye, this was like a meeting of the canceled men um, for him on a (laughs) A lot of albums. A summit of sorts. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think there's a major difference to point out with that versus like, Doja having a legal and contractual obligation to a shitty man like Kanye amplified them in a way that makes it really gross for this album I think this album feels incomplete unfinished and awful (laughs) talk about Kanye in the way that he's like the greatest heartbreak I've ever experienced in my entire life I I don't think I'm right there with you it's like listen if the music was still there we'd have to acknowledge the complicated nature of that but the music would be there but the music baby it's not there and watching honestly Brittany, I don't know how you felt about this. I mean, this is your peers and everything. I'm watching the critical establishment try to dive at like, this is the best Kanye album in years, blah, 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 it's blah. It's really it weird. so weird. It was so weird. I'm and like, are we hearing true. the same thing? Because I remember people do this with every Kanye album since then, right? Like with like the Good Friday music releases, right? When he right. released the Kitsy Ghost and then he also had done yeah, yeah. the... The, the Wyoming um, was sessions. Yay? Yeah, whatever yeah. that album was. Yeah. Like, people were really bending over backwards for songs where he was really awful lyrics and just really Terrible. bad production. Unfinished, um, as you said. For someone who used to unfinished. be such a master auteur, he, like, has entered this era where he, like, doesn't even complete these songs. All of Kanye's albums were great until Life Pablo was the last great one. That's Agreed. the best way to put it. Like, that's Agreed. the last one that was like truly phenomenal Mm -hmm. but i think the thing with that one was that the charm of the phenomenal nature of it was that it was also semi-unfinished yes you know he famously was going back and fixing wolves like he's doing all (laughs) the stuff to it there was an unfinished quality to it that i think he was able to get away with on that album because the album itself was really good yes that he has not shaken because i think he's always been bad with deadlines like he's very famous for like turning in the masters of an album days late or something or like right at like the stroke of midnight yes he's very famous for that he's always done that however i think streaming and the idea that you can still kind of like delete a song and return to it and redo it on top of very clear mental health issues yes i was gonna addressed by him and the dissolution of his relationship and the family drama that he's brought into the public sphere none of that is helping or his right wing insanity politics yes i mean that's all yeah it's all related and it's all there but (laughs) yeah anyway it's just like really heartbreaking for me but i I just really wish that this album was as brilliant as people seem to think it is i know it it was that was i mean at least at least there's been some sort of cohesive agreement that i mean i guess you're 
saying, as you were saying, there has been some critics that will just stand by him no matter what. But God, I, I don't get this being any sort of return to form album that yeah. deserves to be in this category in any way. All these critics who stand by him no matter what and people were mad at me for liking Reputation. I will fight them. Excuse because... me. Reputation <laughs> is. Reputation is brilliant. Everyone's had a, a change of heart about it. But like there was so few of us. I've been there from the beginning, Brittany. I'm we were a soldier. Tre- I'm a soldier in the Reputation fight. Yeah, and we were in also, the trenches in I'm in the trenches. I'm in the trenches. And we were I, in the trenches. In the trenches. And I will. Look, if it's not her best album. And again, we have digressed so far off topic here, but I can't help myself. Yeah. If it's not her best album, it's definitely her best of the three maximalist pop Taylor yeah. albums to me. Yes. Kanye, I hope he doesn't win and I don't think he has a chance of winning. Me neither. So who should win before we talk about who's going to win? Who do you think should take this? It's Olivia. You think she's Olivia should. for me? Yeah. I think again, this album is an incredible debut album. I do love Montero. I'd love to see Montero win. I don't think it was a, the strongest album from no. last year. To me, Montero was the kind of album where I was like, oh my God, this is so much better than I would have ever expected a little Nas X album to be. Yeah. But it's not a great album. In my but opinion. I think it's you know it's really good. I think Planet Her is really good. I was gonna say to me, I'm torn in the sh- in like who I feel like should win this between Sour and Doja Cat's album. I mean, I think Planet Her, pound for pound, have some of the consistently best pop songs of the year, and she was a commercial juggernaut at the same time. Yeah. But think you ain't hella these niggas dream girl they want to pit us against each other when we succeed this is the category yeah where i think there were too many snubs for me to like feel like super excited yeah about it like where's jasmine sullivan i was gonna say on halsey where's japanese breakfast halsey could have been where the hell is halsey (laughs) where the where's halsey i mean that is I literally like that is like the most insane thing to me that this it what, what has like the alternative I'm just I know it's like the perfect it's like pop star making rock indebted album like that is what the Grammys love It is disgusting to me that biracial icon Halsey, Mm -hmm. Ashley Frangipane, Mm -hmm. is not being nominated (laughs) in any, like, she literally was, like, so, and I felt the same thing about Manic, too, which I think was a brilliant album. I Um, like Manic better than this record. I think Manic was incredible. I think they're both really good. The thing is, I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. Like, I'm a bit, like, a Uh long time Mm -hmm. Nine Inch Nails. Mm -hmm. A real slut for Trent Reznor, you know? But, like, (laughs) I I love this album. It baited me in a lot of ways. (laughs) It's a really good album, and also it was a very brazen album for them to make they, and a really powerful statement yeah they really took a huge risk they went outside of everything they've yeah. done before they made this very cohesive record that feels Grammy baity to me it was shocking yeah, where, to me that that wasn't here where is it because I don't see it and I don't like that I don't see it and I think it should have I really think it should have been like the Norman fucking Rockwell where we had just at least Agree. just thrown us a bone Agree. like just give us this like one thing I know it would be very hard mm. to not include love for sale 2021's most powerfully impactful record to the curb. Yeah. But maybe, maybe. Tony Bennett's last record. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of a disappointing. The other categories, I'm like, this is fine, but like, I liked Happier Than Ever a lot. I don't, I don't think it should have been out of the year nomination. Oh, I love Happier Than Ever. I think Happier Than Ever. I think it's really good. Yeah, I think I'm just, I think I'm worried again that she can't get this again. Like, can't win it. No, I, I, I I refuse. The thing is, like, Happier Than Ever probably one of my personal favorites from last year. I think just like again, there are so many albums. Like, I'm like running through and like loved Blue Bannisters by Lana. Yeah, Givian. Yeah, Givian. Like, I think there's just like so many interesting things. Also. A big snub for me, which was a late 2020 album that missed the deadline for the 2021. Yes. Sorry, the years are blending together. Is the Miley Cyrus album. Oh, that would have been interesting. I was really hoping this was her year. Mm, Midnight Sky, incredible. That was a fantastic album, and I, mm. it's an album I still listen to to this day. I think that seeming like a commercial underperformer hurt it. But it did really well in the rock charts. I thought they would at least nominate right. it in like in a, a, rock in, a in a genre category. Yeah. All right. So who is going to take this? Do you think this could be a John Batiste steal? <laughs> oh, I do. I think this <laughs> is like. I, I think I really genuinely think that's what's going to happen. Like, oh. I, I think people are going to, it's going to be the last thing of the night. Oh my God. And we're going to, we're going to be like, so tired. Leave. We're going to be so angry and at that point. It's going to be four hours. My eyes are going to be bloodshot. Oh, I would have been st- staring at the Rolling Stones oh. CMS all night, just annoyed. And Jean Baptiste is going to win. And then that's when I'm going to start drinking. But oh, I, think, I will be drunk by that point already. Let me tell I, you. Yeah. I, but I, again, this is, that's the version of like, Olivia not sweeping, but I do think this is right. going to be one where I, it feels like a no-brainer for her to get this. Like, yeah. I think if if she didn't, I'm torn where it's like, if she wins one award for the night, it's either got to be Song of the Year for Driver's License or Album of the Year for Sour. There's no way she's winning either of those awards and not winning Best New Artist. There's just no right. way. If she misses Best New Artist... Then we know we're in for a rough night for Olivia, I think. Not necessarily, but I think like... You think there's a chance she does not win Best New Artist and then she wins these other awards? I think the surprise winner of Best New Artist could be Phineas. Mm. Phineas has already won Producer of the Year. He's already won Album of the Year. He's already gotten awards in all those other categories. I think he could be in a situation where he is awarded Best New Artist. That album was not good to me. I I mean, like he's done a a lot of great production work, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he should get best new artist. So you're saying um, it's going to be either Sour in a Sweep or John Batiste. Yeah. Have you listened to the John Batiste album? No, I'm not probably not going to. <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't know what it sounds like. I don't either. Um, That's why when that happens, I'm going to be like, God damn it. Watching him stare down at Doja Cat, Little Nas X, Billie Eilish, and Olivia Rodrigo, the four probably most preeminent new pop stars of the generation. Yeah. Sitting there in the audience. That's gonna embarrassing, hurt. but That's gonna be embarrassing. I think Olivia should. Like, I think she should win. Like I, I would be genuinely very pleased with seeing her winning these categories. I don't even. When was the last time an Asian woman has won any of these big four categories at yeah, all? Like, true. I mean, I think that's a powerful statement in and of itself. But mm-hmm. I, I also think like a teenage songwriter. I mean, that's always some good shit. Like, well deserved. As much as I think maybe it's not the best look for the Grammys for Olivia to sweep these awards, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, Olivia, yeah. no question made a gigantic impact both critically and Big. commercially this year. Driver's license, massive everywhere. There's nowhere where you couldn't hear driver's license mm-hmm. where it wasn't a part of the conversation for months. Yep. On top of that, every other single from I agree. 
her album. I wish they had submitted Good For You maybe in one of the other categories because I prefer it. And it's one of those albums where I love Driver's License so much. It's one of my favorite songs from last year. But like when I listen to Sour, it's like not even in like the top five. All right. Well, maybe to go out, give us your B-side favorite song from Sour. I love Jealousy, Jealousy. I think it's just like a fun song. So 90s. I agree. I love Jealousy, Jealousy too. And I like all of the songs that sort of nod slightly more towards the pop, punky, rocky side of things on that record. I feel like that's changed for me where like when the album first came out, like I was really into like... The ballads. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just like traitor all the way. Yeah. One step forward, three steps back. Like I was like, let me be in my feelings. But now I'm like, <laughs> oh, those, the really fun, like more upbeat stuff. Like I want to hear more of that from her like, i agree it was your 90s grunge moment give us your list fair yes like <laughs> i remember listening to popcast and i think john caramonica said something like do you think that maybe if we had let this album cook for one or two more months we would have ended up with two or three more of those songs and two or three less ballads and that would be yeah. my only adjustment i would make to sour give list. us give us the olivia rodrigo fucking run like yes, give us. i agree yeah i agree all right so let's go out on jealousy jealousy Brittany Spanos, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. Come, come, come,